Um, now let's get, get that video ready. Here's, here's what I love. I want to talk about quantum physics here for the next two weeks. And really when we say quantum physics, it's really the kingdom of God. It's called the spirit realm. And so uh, uh, some of you guys know Steve McVeigh, Grace Walk. You, you've seen the book Grace Walk and it's, just, it's one of the best, actually. It's still one of the best. But uh, um, I'm so excited that other people have started talking about this. So I, I just wanted to introduce this and, um, and I'll tell you when to stop it, Tawana, but you can go ahead Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Hey, I want to talk to you about something. I'm going to really unpack this in depth when we uh, have our uh, our Awakening to Quantum Life Conference in St. Petersburg, Florida, October 18 through 20. Not this weekend we're in now, not September 18 through 20, but October 18 through 20. That'll give you plenty of time to make your travel arrangements and all that. But I'm going to talk a lot about what I'm about to uh, say a word about to you for just a minute or two here now. I'm going to spend probably 45 minutes talking about the double slit experiment. The double slit experiment, I mentioned it in another video with you, is the experiment that scientists say that broke reality. I mean, it turned the scientific world upside down on its head because of what was revealed through that experiment. I don't have time to get into it here, but I am going to unpack it thoroughly at the conference in October. But basically, here's what it boils down to. If you've watched the videos I've already done on this page, I've talked to you about uh, potentia. I've talked to you about how everything exists in wave form in the quantum world and that the wave collapses into a particle and that's when it manifests as something that you can see. And I've already laid the groundwork for how that the quantum world is really what Jesus called the kingdom of God. Well, Everything that exists in potentia is there in potentiality. That doesn't mean it's not real. It is real. It just hasn't manifested as physical matter yet. Now, here's the thing that will rock your world. And it blew my mind when I saw the scientific evidence to back this up. Do you know of all the possibilities that exist out there in the kingdom of God that could manifest in your life, of all the possibilities there are, and the Bible says with God everything is possible, do you know what it takes to cause that potentiality to become an actuality in your life? Well, I can tell you, the Bible has told us this for 2,000 years, and now science tells us that the thing that takes that is required to cause the wave to collapse of the particle into a particle, to cause potentiality to become actuality, is observation. Measurement, to use a science word, focus, or let's use a biblical phrase, setting your mind. I told you in an earlier video that what you set your mind on, what you stare at, you'll eventually see is staring back at you. Let me give you the science, the scientific back. You know the Bible says, that you, you know the Bible. Most of you on this page, I'm assuming you kind of have some church background. You know your Bible. You know that if you set your mind on the things of the flesh, you'll reap the things of the flesh. If you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, you'll reap the things. You understand this, that what you think about, what you focus on, is what's going to end up materializing, manifesting in your life. But now here's the cool thing about it. Here's the science behind it, and I'm just going to be brief with this, but I'm going to be very thorough later about it in the, in the conference, but I'm going to be brief with it. All right, so all the way back to the father, one of the, I'd say, we might say he's the father of, of science, really, classical science. That's uh, Isaac Newton. All the way back with Isaac Newton, we get the uh, information from him about how that mass attracts mass. You understand? Physical mass attracts physical mass. I'll give you an example. We've got a moon revolving around the planet we live on right now. 
And the reason it doesn't go flying out into space but keeps on circling our planet is because the mass of planet Earth is attracting the mass of the moon, and so it holds it in orbit, and it's revolving around the planet. So mass, listen up, mass attracts mass. All right, now, come later on, here's Isaac, I mean, here's uh, Albert Einstein. And Albert Einstein gets to looking at this whole thing called energy. And Einstein comes up with this phenomenal, you know, equation that says E equals mc squared, right? E equals mc squared, which means energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. So now here's the key I want you to get. He said energy equals mass. Now what did I tell you mass does? And it's not me saying it, science says it. Mass attracts mass. Matter attracts matter. But now Einstein proved that energy equals matter. So energy can attract, energy can draw together, just like two magnets pulling pulling something, pulling together, or a magnet pulling something else to it. Energy has the same ability. Energy that cannot be seen in the invisible invisible realm has the potential to cause there to be a creation of something out of nothing. I don't remember if I've said this to you before or not. I know I've said it in my morning group I talk to every day. I'll give you an example. If you worry or if you're afraid, that is a non-physical, non-material thing, right? It's an energy in your thinking. But it's not physical. But if you worry or if you're afraid, look what happens in your body. It creates, fear creates adrenaline. Worry creates cortisol. So now you've created something out of nothing, material out of immaterial. In the same way, if you get excited and happy and all of that, then the thoughts, the thoughts in your mind about being happy can create in your body dopamine, serotonin. So you've got material coming from immaterial. Doesn't work the other way around. So now here's what we learned from it with science. The Bible is right. <laughs> of course it is. And that is it's important what you focus on. It's important where you set your mind. It's important, important what your intentions are, where your faith resides, because whatever you focus upon, the double slit experiment proved, and the Bible had told us long before that, proves that what you focus on consistently is going to manifest in your life. Does this intrigue anybody? I love this because I think it has everything to do with prayer. So if you want to go to that in October, you can. It's in Florida, but um, uh, you don't have to. I've been, I've been on this double slit experiment. I wish Barb was here. She could tell you. The first time I ever heard about it, like 20 years ago, I just I couldn't get off it. I was like, this is so awesome to me. This is so awesome because the potential that we can do some things. So here's the double slit experiment. Um, basically, it's this. is uh, uh, There were two holes or two slits, and it didn't matter if you used water, if you didn't use light, photons of light or electrons. You shot it at it, and there were two holes. You guys have heard me talk about this. And then uh, behind it was, it was basically a graph to see where when you shoot, think about think of just a big piece of lead with two holes in it, and if you shoot a shotgun at it, where, where are the BB patterns going to go on the paper behind it? Those two holes, right? So when they, when they actually shot energy at it, when they put an electron microscope on it to see exactly what's going on, they shot this energy, and then they would look at the, the graph paper behind it, what do you think it looked like? Two spots, exactly where those holes were. When they took the electron microscope off, meaning they weren't focused on it, anybody know what it did? Sine wave. 
over and over and over. They do double. They have one camera faking out. They do. They do. Uh, you can't fake it out. It's so fascinating. So what's the sine wave have anything? Sine wave is just going, you haven't told me how you want to perform yet, so I'll be whatever you want me to be. I'm an infinite possibility. I think this has everything to do with the spirit realm. I think it has everything to do with how we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's why Paul admonishes us over and over and over. You guys heard me talk about, be careful what you think upon, because what you think upon is what you're going to experience. And that's why it's been so important for me, I think, to get rid of this angry God, to, get, to remove all... Um, all, all idea of torture, uh, punishment, this, this concept. In fact, uh, uh, some of you guys came in a little bit late. If you go, there's an incredible video by um, Ilari Remelli. I know I said this earlier, but R-E-M-E-L-L-I. And she's the head of theology at the University of Milan. And, but she's in all these think tanks. And, so she's a theological historian. So she really is kind of like Brad. Hey, how did the Bible get put together? Let's go study the fathers. Let's go study the guys who actually put the scriptures together and see what they taught. And it's awesome, guys. It's awesome. Because she's just like, he's perfect love. And, and Christ is the telos. He's the summation of all things that all will be in all. And for the first 500 years, that was orthodox. In fact, uh, if you go look at Athanasius or Gregory of Nyssa or Origen or any of these guys, they fought and defended that like crazy because people tried to start, no, you could be separated from God and all these different things. And they were like, that is heresy, that you're committing a great heresy if you, you don't realize he's the end of all things so that all will be in all. Anyway, it's just, it's just awesome. So that's why, because science has shown, hey, if we have fear, if we have anxiety, all these different things, we don't function very well. Our, actually, parts of our brain shut down that we can't get creative anymore. We can't show compassion. And I see that. I see that with, with legalism um, when they're just like, the Bible says, you know, and they get so, <clears throat> they, they really get angry and they can't have compassion on people anymore. It's been fascinating for, for me to watch. So anyway, um, I'll, I'll teach you this double slit. Basically, it comes down to this, is what we focus on in, intently, that's prayer. And I'll show you really how to do it, guys. In fact, uh, it was fun talking to Brad because I was like, man, I, I just kind of get this. It's, it's fascinating to me that um, when you just focus on how God already sees you, it, it really is radical how it happens. And uh, that's the, you're focusing on something, energy equals mass is what he was saying. Did you guys hear that? Where Newtonian physics, remember this, Michael? Hey, equal and opposite reaction, etc. But then they showed this, this deal like, hey, if uh, you guys have heard this concept, quantum leap, where it came from is an electron could be one place and then it would show up almost simultaneously on the other side of the world and then back again without traveling the distance. There's like this quantum leap. We can't figure it out. It moves. And, and so what we, this is where I think we're fearfully and wonderfully made. What we focus in on really bends it out of, out of, out of time and you see it manifest. And that's what Einstein said. He said, you know what? Uh, he called it spooky action at a distance because he's this Newtonian physics guy originally. And he's like, I can't explain it. You guys are right. Even light bends. And if you, if you, if you speed up everything to the, the, the speed of light, there is no time. You experience everything as if it's already there. Doesn't that sound like Christ? He goes, I'm the end of time. I'm, there's no time in me. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm, I'm summation of all things. I, I just love it. So let's get, let's get into scripture so you don't think I'm crazy. Okay? So I, I, I don't know what to call this. You, I, you could call it, um, let's go to the next slide. Because love is the most powerful force in the world. That's what everybody says. There's something there that holds the universe together. And, and we know what it is. It's, it's God himself. So uh, a lot of these scriptures you're used to. But I want to I come at them from a different angle a little bit. So Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe or be persuaded, all things are possible to him who believes. That's the sine wave, right? 
It's this infinite possibility. You haven't told me what you want to be yet. As soon as you, as soon as you measure me and focus on me and expect, the, expect a certain outcome, I perform. That's what that double slit experiment does with energy and waves, water, it doesn't matter. One time it acts like a, uh, when you don't tell it what to do, it acts like a wave. When you go, I, I expect it to act like this, perfect. Is that cool or is that cool? I love that kind of stuff. So, and I think this is what Jesus is telling us. And, and uh, so Luke 17, 20, now when he, he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, here's why, because the Jews thought, the Jews thought he was gonna come with this earthly kingdom, right? That he's gonna conquer these Romans and uh, man, he's going to establish Israel as the, as the throne and, and all this stuff. And, and, and he goes, the kingdom, well, I'll read it to you. <laughs> the kingdom of God does not come with observation, meaning you can't see it. Where is it? It's within. It's the spirit realm, right? Nor will they say, see here, see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. In fact, I just saw in Drudge Report today that the, uh, the perfect red heifer was born first time in 2,000 years. It's the third temple. And and now that, now that I kind of understand a little bit, I'm like, no, it doesn't come by observation. It's spiritual, is his kingdom. So anyway, so he says, you can't observe it, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. So, certain translations say, in your midst, or in the very center of who you are. You're the temple, it's within you. Does that make sense to you guys? Whoa, got loud all of a sudden when I bent that thing. Sorry, Jeff, I never do it right. Is that better? Is that better? <laughs> I'm the worst. Sorry. You got to put up with me. Is that better? Okay. I just never look. So, uh, so Jesus called the spirit realm the kingdom of God. That's exactly what uh, Steve McVeigh was saying. And what you focus on or attention, give attention to, this is why it's so cool to me, is science proves this over and over and over. And uh, so what we, and this is where this word, Greek word, ahitio, that we call ask really comes in. I'll show you. So why you, what you focus on and give attention to ends up manifesting. So we should probably be careful of our thought life and our speech life a little bit more than we do. Does that make sense? Now, here's where I think the word of faith and charismatic, they get it sort of right, which is, which is interesting. Um, but they do it by flesh. They do it by works. We're praying tongues long enough. Um, get into the word more and all this stuff. Guys, I've seen people wear themselves out and nothing happening in their life because I don't think that's what he's saying. Is uh, I think he's going, hey, see yourself. See, see everything the, the desires that you've already put in your heart. See yourself as how I see you. See, you know, if you're, if you're praying for health, for instance, it's not the words you use. It's not in Jesus' name. In fact, uh, we're going to go through name a little bit more even tonight, what surname or your nature is and things like that. So anyway, it's really, um, if you're trying to do it just by traditional prayer, I think you're going to get frustrated. I think you're going to get frustrated. And I think you're going to get exhausted uh, from what you've been taught right? Blah, 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 and just talking and whether it's tongues or whether it's in English, I don't really care. But uh, I, I just see a lot of people doing it and not a lot of results. And then they get frustrated. So, um, and this is why Paul said it's so important to focus on love, life, peace. See yourself if God sees you because, hey, the Cornhuskers win? They didn't? Oh, sorry for asking you. They didn't? Really? Because I saw it at 28-7. What happened? They scored at the last minute or what? Oh, sorry. She's a corn husker. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to ask you in front of everybody. I, I just assumed they won. So, okay. All right. Let's hit that next slide. All right. Sorry, Sulin. I didn't mean to do that. See ya. All right. So you all know this. I, I, think these are, I think these are some of the most profound scriptures that, that people try, try, they try explain them away because it's not experienced in their life. But I'm like, no, I think we have infinite possibility like that. 
I think uh, that's why, but we function perfectly when we realize that we do it in love, in life, and we're not, we have this resentment and all these other things that we go on. So you, know, you all know the text, John 16, 24, the King James Version says, ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. I think ask is the, the biggest challenge in that because we think it's like, can I have this Lord, right? Check yourself, see, make sure it's not the flesh and all this stuff. And I don't think it's like that. I think, he, uh, I think he's like, you, I've given you, um, I don't even like the word to use dominion because then I get back to my word of faith days. Like, you take dominion. And I see him spitting and ranting and praying all night and everything else. I'm like, I would rather just fall asleep seeing, seeing the finished end as God sees it and rest. It works better, actually. So um, and then we'll go into this ask. So the Aramaic text says it this way. So Aramaic, in one of the scriptures in John 16, 24, says this. Ask without hidden motive. It means not with judgment. Meaning like, why is this happening to me, Lord? Has, have any of you done that? I have. Where you just, you're a little upset about God, and, right? That doesn't offend him. Let me just share that with you. It doesn't offend him in the slightest. He, he, he never changes. He never keeps record of wrong. So it's really us. So if we can go, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this, and I don't know why. I can't explain it. That's the million-dollar, trillion-dollar question. If God's good, why is this happening? I think it's humanity. I think it's our, our distortedness where when enough of us think a certain way, it actually starts to manifest in the world. It, it's, it resonates. And so our job is, is to, to really try to get everybody to start operating in love because then what happens? That starts to resonate, and it works better. In fact, uh, if everybody operated in love, there would be no record, there would no, be no need for the law, is what Scripture says. There's no law. He's the he's the end of it. So we don't have to be told do this, don't do that when we operate in love. Because I would never take advantage of you if I was operating in love. Does that make sense? So anyway, all right. So I love this. I found this on the Becoming God blog. I just thought this is so good to me. So, um, but he says because really, if we look at that ask, it's going to be require. So. To me, it's the focus. It's the demand, you know, because a lot of people read that inscription. It says, what you demand, God. You know, it says, require, demand, ask, ahitio. And so I see a lot of people like, put requirements on God. You ever heard that? Do you think that moves God in the slightest? He doesn't change. He's just like, I give, I give. I've given you everything. I don't withhold anything. Everything's finished. Um, I've given you the ability. You have my nature. And we'll look at this, which is pretty fascinating. So um, that's what that hidden motive means. It doesn't mean I'm trying to secretly desire something. Is this flesh or not? Because of that, uh, uh, Justin, we were talking about that. It's like, um, can I buy a boat or should I give it all to the TBN? Buy your boat. It's fine. Um, you can have both is the idea. It's, it's infinite. Does that make sense? So, but I think people, have, pastors have made you feel guilty. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's not what flesh is. Flesh is, I think God's going to move based on my good behavior based on me reading the Bible enough, praying long enough, hard enough, and Jesus goes, no, don't act like those guys. They, they think they're gonna, I'm going to answer them because of their many words, right? Isn't that prayer today? Get the prayer chain together. We're going to pray all night and storm the gates of hell, and man, we'll get your prayer chain and all this stuff. And he's like, that's not how it works, guys. That's not how it works. It's much simpler and easier than that. I don't withhold anything good. So he, if he's not withholding anything good, who's withholding it? Our hearts, right? Our hearts, that's it. So to me, and this is where I, because I, I see people getting defensive and they're like, so you're saying it's my fault? Yes, it's all our fault, right? But like, I didn't ask for this disease. I go, I know it's humanity's fault. I'm not saying that. So please don't get defensive because, hey, when there's things that, it got exciting to me actually when they go, you mean 
if I got myself into this mess, I have the same ability to get myself out of the mess. That, was, that got exciting to me, actually. Like, I'm not just, God sometimes answers prayers, sometimes it don't. So hopefully you make sense. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. In fact, I'm, trying to, I'm pointing it at me, too. So if, if I'm lacking anything in my life, I realize I just haven't had revelation. I haven't seen light in that area because he's provided all. He's a good father. He's a good husband. So, and then let's, let's take this. What if something totally tragic happens to me? Is it fun? And is, does it ever happen to anybody where it doesn't turn out exactly like we thought, where we haven't seen the full manifestation of the kingdom yet? Whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's joy, whether it's relationships. We've all had experiences, I think. So let's not get defensive and let's just go, you know what, Lord, you, you're the master chess player. You can take our mess and still turn it all around so it's going to be good. I can't explain it. There's times to mourn. There's times to feel, man, why is this happening? I get it, God. But then it's like, I know you're good and you're only good and you've given me the ability to tap into perfect love, which solves everything to me. Does that help you guys? So don't get defensive because how I was taught is if something bad's happening in your life, which part of the covenant are, not, are you not keeping? So it gets totally back on us and that's not what I'm getting at because uh, the, it can't be God's fault. So it's got to be humanity, right? Where we have this distorted image of ourselves. You guys understand what I'm trying to say? Try not to get defensive. Hey, I am in the situation I am in, but uh, you know what? I know if I tap into perfect love and just get quiet myself a little bit and let him speak to me and see it already is completed, see it already, everything is how God sees it. Guess what? He's the answer to everything. And I think you'll see stuff start to happen in your life faster than you've ever seen. So anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about this. I, I love this, how, how they, how they uh, really, I, there's pages and pages of this. I just took one paragraph here, so. It says, this is their interpretation going into the Greek and the Aramaic, actually. All things that you ask or require, straightly and directly from inside my name, you shall be given. And surname, we, got, we all know this, is um, if, if I say it's the, uh, a goat gave birth to a goat, what do we expect it to be? The nature of a goat, right? So we go, hey, that's the, that's the name of the goat. It's the name of a goat. Well, if we're all sons of God where he gave birth to us, what's our nature? Sons of God. Isn't that fascinating? So how does God do things? He brings it out of the spirit. And then we see it. And that's what science proves. That everything has a wave nature. Everything is energy. Energy equals mass is what Einstein proves. So when we, do you guys agree that love has a different feel and a different outcome physically than hate? Always. Can't, you can feel it. You can feel the tangible presence, can't you? So if, uh, if somebody's just angry, and just turn on the TV. Um, <laughs> turn on the TV and, and, uh, and listen to politics for like five minutes. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. Somebody's going to be angry. And um, that's not what it's about. It's not what it's about, despite all the Republicans think God's on their side. But... Uh, in a lot of, I don't even want to get to that, sorry. Because um, it's not us versus them. I know it's turned into that, but it's not supposed to be that anyway. But uh, so anyway, our nature is we, we create, we can imagine, we can dream, we can create. That's really what our name is. Does that, does that make sense? It's the nature of who we are. So all of us are sons of God. So we can, we have creative ability is really what, I'm tr- what he's trying to say there. So far, you have not done this. Asking with our voice is not doing this. We need to ask. Asking with our voice is not what he's talking about. That's what he's saying there. Isn't that all the prayer you've been taught? And some of you guys have been around me lately. I go, I'm not going to say a whole lot. I said, I'll, I'll kind of tell you what I'm, what I'm praying for, but you just chill out and relax because I'm just going to pray. 
but I'm not going to use a lot of words. And that's been fun to me because I've seen so many more physical healings without having to spit on anybody and cast anything out. Um, it just works, which is awesome to me. So, so far you've not done this. Asking with your voice is not doing this. We need to ask by imagining the condition we want. Isn't that cool? So he goes, hey, the power is in your creation. The power is in your name. The power is in your, how, you're, that you're a son of God. So ask without hidden motive, i.e. do not be judgmental, but forgive the present with grace. So here's what he's saying. So if there's something negative in your life, don't go, God, why is this happening? It's okay if you need to get it out of your system and rant and rave and, and mourn and feel bad for yourself a while. But as soon as you come out of that, let's, let's, we have some really awesome credibility when we, tie in, when we start tapping into the love of God. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So I'm not condemning you if you lose your religion every now and then. I do too. I was just telling Rainy, right? If the Yankees and the Hawkeyes lose, those are the things that make me lose my religion. Everything else, I don't really care. So not really. I'm not like the Bronco. When I used to work in a, like at Peterson Air Force Base, when the Broncos lost, everybody was like moping around. I was like, what happened? Broncos lost. Oh, they even played? It didn't matter to me. So, so I've been a Dolphins fan, and they've sucked for 30 years, so it doesn't, I don't really pay attention. So all right. So ask without hidden motive, don't, meaning that, uh, hey, settle yourself down and try to experience his love. That's what he's saying there, okay? And be surrounded by your answer in fervent, vivid 3D imaging. Be enveloped by what you desire, the end state having already been established, that your gladness may be full. Isn't that awesome? I think that's true prayer right there. I think that's the spirit realm. So here's what he's saying. Is, uh, he's saying, when you pray, is see, see the desired end as if it's already done, because that's who, how you're created. That's your nature. That's who you are. You can use your imagination and spirit to, to start affecting the physical so that your joy may be full. What he's saying is like, I, I'm not withholding anything. You're, you're so fearfully and wonderfully made. Sin is the idea that we, we're somehow less than equal with him. And that's what Jesus was trying to show. If you were, if you were bar mitzvah, if you were a son in the kingdom, you had full rights to the house. So that's what he was using metaphors like that to the Jews because they would understand it. He's like, no, you guys are all sons. And they wanted to kill Jesus for that because they said, Hey, uh, you guys all know that. John 10, 34, I've talked about that a lot, where Psalm 82 says this, the foundations of creation are all out of whack. I said, ye are sons, but you're going to fall like princes because you don't get it. You, you're, you're, it's, the whole foundation was out of whack. You guys are sons. You're sons of the house. So your nature, your name is you can create. Does this make sense to you guys? So how do we do this? This is pretty fascinating. So uh, we can hit that next slide real quick, I think. I don't remember what else is in there. Yeah. So this is kind of the end, which is, um, you guys okay with that? So here's true prayer. Um, and I was talking to Brad a lot about this. It's, it's really fascinating to me. So it doesn't really matter what you want. Um, let's say it's a restoration of a relationship. It's not bombarding the, the gates of heaven with your words. Because... If, there's, if, there's, if it's not coming out of inspiration, if it's not coming out of the Spirit, like, please, God, do this, and we're, we're hoping for this. And that's why I think we're so frustrated. I think that's fleshly prayer, personally, is where you're, taking the, you're setting aside time to... Uh, uh, now, if it makes you feel good, fantastic. Because I believe anything that makes you feel good is, is just you start to experience life. You start, it's, it's, that's good for you. So, hey, if it's therapeutic and you just lo you love that prayer time, etc. but I don't think that's most of you. I think most of you... If you're like me, well, it's, I, I, even thinking about it now. Okay, how's your prayer life? I'll get this question from a pastor. I'm like, oh, 
here it comes. I watched the Yankees for three hours yesterday. You know, you got to give equal time to God. You ever heard that? And so I just dreaded it. So this beautiful thing that we have, I'm like, oh, you mean I got to sit there for in my closet for three hours? Anybody like me? Like after like 60 seconds, he go, are we there yet? That's it? And I signed up for an hour? I can't do this. That is not what prayer is, in my opinion. Is uh, you, you, you give a little kid, when we used to live out in the, the Black Forest, it was funny because I was watching my kids grow up there. You gave them a stick, they could turn it into anything. It was a bow and arrow, it was a gun, it was a car. It didn't matter. They used their imagination. They were happy as a clam. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And that's where Jesus goes, hey, unless you become like a child again, you can't enter the kingdom. Now, most of you guys were taught, that's getting into heaven. No, he's like, the kingdom is not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. The kingdom is not by observation. So little kids just, do they have imaginations and just go, or do they go? They have to be taught to fear. They have to be taught God's mad. They have to be taught that, because uh, when, they, when they're coming from a functional family, they love sitting on grandpa's lap. They love sitting on daddy's lap, mommy's lap. They have to be taught to fear and all these other things, Right? And he goes, until you become like a child again, then you just, you, 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 that's how you enter the kingdom. Just like, I'm going to use my imagination and just be joyful. And because uh, what I think changes things. Does that help you guys? Just like what, what Steve McGay was saying. So anyway, so if you're seeing, let's just say you're praying for a restoration of, 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 a, of a relationship. And so it's not, Lord, please heal this and do this and rebuke this spirit of this. And it's not that, guys. Uh, I've seen people do that over and over and over, and they're just as frustrated as everybody. The prayer warrior is more frustrated than almost anybody I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Um, sorry if I'm stepping on toes. I just, they, they look miserable. They look worn out. They look like they just got run over by a truck. And then they act like, oh, God's given me the burden to pray. I'm like, <laughs> he hasn't. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. It's, it's not supposed to be burdensome right? And I know, like, oh, that takes away their ministry, and then they get irritated. They, they really, like, I rebuke that spirit of whatever. I'm like, that's why you're so angry, man. Like, your teeth are gnawing off because you're so gnawing your teeth. So it's really seeing that relationship, how God sees it. God sees it in perfect love. He sees it perfect forgiveness. He sees it whole. And if you can just spend some time, some quiet time where you settle yourself down, in fact, uh, don't even say a whole lot. That's what I'm saying is you can just just rest a little bit and let it come up. Let it just bubble up out of your spirit and, and start using your, your thought life, your imagination to think on these things is what Paul said. Things that are lovely, things that are pure. If there's anything that is a good repute, think on these things. Does that help you guys? Because So let's just say, uh, let's just say it, that, the, that it's a marriage or a relationship that's really frayed. It doesn't really help to go, Lord, heal this marriage a whole lot. What does help is you see it, how God sees it as perfectly whole and healthy and loving, where you actually see yourself like when you're young and in love and see yourself fully passionate, etc. because what you start focusing on, guess what happens? It takes it out of the spirit realm and brings it into reality. That's that quantum leap. Does that help you guys? Is this too weird for you guys? I've experienced it so many times in my life that it's just been so real. I've just never, now I think there's something going on where I was so excited that Steve McMay is talking about it and different people are talking about it. Because I think, I've always believed this is that uh, things started slowing down in my life when I got saved because now I started to follow the rules versus just believe that God's good and, and uh, imagine how I wanted life to be and 
man, I can just, I can just be joyful and happy as a clam thinking about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, how, do I, how I'm blessed is I got to do that? And then how I'm blessed is I got to pray more? I'm like, I, I was perfectly blessed when I didn't know about it. Uh-oh, you mean so I was missing out on something? Like, no, as soon as I thought there were rules and scorecards called religion, hey, I prayed this much, I read my Bible this much, my life started slowing down, actually. And then I was like, done with that. I don't think that's what the kingdom is. The kingdom is not by observation, doing things. It's within. It's in the midst. Where two or three are gathered, who's in the midst? Life is there. That's what he says. I, Yeshua, he's there. He's there. So life is there. Does that make sense? So that's, how, that's prayer to me, guys. And I would just take four, five, ten minutes, whatever's going on in your life. Um, do that every day and see yourself. It'll, you'll get better and better and better, actually. It's really fascinating to me. So anyway, let's, let's just wrap this up. So when you're praying, trying to change things by willpower, I believe most people pray by willpower. They set aside a time. Um, they're going to pray this much. They got their prayer chain and all these things. And uh, I think if people have no, if they're not imagining the end result as if it's already done, that prayer profits nothing. I don't think it really changes anything. In fact, I think it gets people more anxiety. Like they're trying to have enough faith to make it work. Where he's learning, that's not how it works. If you, how you get persuaded is you focus on something, then it becomes really real in you the more you focus on it. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't need to give you more examples. You guys get this. So when you focus on what love, life, gratitude, seeing and feeling what you desire already done by loving Father. So when that scripture says, if you ask anything, you, and really it's require or demand. So it really, like Steve McVeigh was saying, is it set your sights on it. Going, there's this stuff going on in my life. That's not, I don't want that anymore. This is what I want. And you start seeing it, the end result, not out of fervent prayer like you were taught, like, you know, resting a little bit. And if it's a, if it's, if it's a relationship, you see it dissolved by perfect love. And you see the end result is already done. I'm telling you, if you do that, you start to get happy. It starts to become very real to you that you're just looking at it in the spirit, in your imagination, in your heart, and then it becomes real. And like he said, whatever you focus on long enough, before long you'll see it staring in the face. In fact, next week I've already got it done because I was too excited about all this stuff. And I'm going to show you some things there, what's fascinating to me. So anyway, when you do that, guys, that you're tapping into your very nature, your creative ability. If you require or demand anything, like, no, this, I, I don't, this is, I'm not experiencing life in this part of my life, so I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it. I'm not going to go, why is this going on? I'm going to overcome with grace. Meaning that, Lord, I know you don't withhold anything good, and you've given me the same nature, and do it in love. Does that help you guys? All right, so... What you focus on will soon be staring in your face. That's what he said. You bring it out of the spirit realm into the physical realm. And I love that science can prove it over and over and over. You actually bend it out of the spirit realm, slow it down into reality, if you really want to get into the science of it, which is awesome to me. So the right energy, if you're operating in love, gratitude, life is what Jesus, hey, look, how did Jesus respond? He, he really got irritated when people say, you're going to experience God by doing these religious things, didn't he? Because if you, you put in unequal requirements and yokes on people that you yourselves can't even do, that's not how it works, guys. He goes, I'm going to show you how it works. And he showed love, compassion, freely gave everything that anybody came to him. So the good news is you're one with him. He perfectly loves you. You're totally forgiven. So if things aren't going right in your life, just go, you know what? I'm going to let your perfect love overwhelm me and start seeing as how I already desire it. And I promise you, you'll start to experience joy. Even if it's... Even if it's I've always told Barb that I said, man, I, I really think I could live in a tent and be joyful. Doesn't sleep as well, but uh, 
I think I could do it. <laughs> because it's really, not, it's really not about that, if you guys know us. It's like, I just, I love waking up in the morning with a cup of coffee and go, ah, life's good. Even if it doesn't look that great in some areas. Does that help you guys? Because guess what? I, if I start focusing on the right thing, here's how I'd like it to be. It's, it's radical how fast it actually starts to happen. So does this help you guys? All right, get to your feet. And I would just, I would just ask you to practice it here a little bit. If you can just kind of quiet yourself down. Uh, in fact, if, if anybody needs prayer, feel free to raise your hand. And, and, uh, and I'll just kind of walk somebody. If, you, if you're too embarrassed, that's fine too, because you can do it with yourself. But sometimes it helps with, when there's people around you. But if you need something going on in your life, I would, I would tell you, if you're praying too, is really take the time to... Uh, this is why I don't like to know about, like, let's say I'm playing praying for health for somebody. I don't want to know all the negative stuff. I really don't really want to know all the stuff. Well, I've got this, and the doctor this, and this, and this, and this. And then the word of faith gets like, don't say that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And then they feel more condemned because they've already done it. Um, they've already owned <laughs> their sickness, whatever. So usually I'm like, hey, if you really feel like you need to tell me, if you need to get off your chest, that's fine. But I'd prefer not even to know. I just try to picture themselves in perfect health. And then I tangibly release love and light. I, I, every time I go, I, you'll probably feel a physical thing. If you've never done it, feel free to come up here. It's actually fun to me. So, and every, all of you have the same nature. That's who you are. That's the name. If you, if you start doing any of this in my name, in my nature, uh, you'll start to experience it so that your joy may be full. What he's trying to say is, I've given you everything that you need. All of you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So, anyway, uh, whatever is going on in your life, if you can, just a little bit, try see yourself as already done. And actually see yourself happy, see yourself like a peaceful place. So I don't know if it's like, for me, I love, I, love my, I love my deck with a glass of wine. I said, otherwise, it's peaceful for me. I just love it. I go, that's where church happens to me. And, uh, uh, or, or Maui's not bad either. <laughs> so I don't mind Maui either. <laughs> but, ah, uh, <sighs> So whatever, whatever it is, if it's finances, see yourself fully, fully whole, that God's a good God, he radically loves you, he radically provides for you, that nothing could ever stop him from supplying you with everything you'd ever need because he loves you so much. Same thing with health, same thing with relationships. See it as the finished thing. Thank you, Father. Let's let them really practice that, that, that it becomes real to them, that you've, you've created every one of us as sons. We, we were created with the same nature as you. And you're not far away from us. You're one with us. You're in the very inner part of us. You're in the midst of us. And if we require anything, you've given the ability to tap into your perfect love, the most powerful force in the world, so that our joy may be full. So Father, we just thank you that they get a deep revelation of this, that... When they talk, it's not fancy quantum mechanics and quantum physics. It's really you. It's the kingdom of God is what you said. It's just, that's how fearfully and wonderfully they're made, where they're not helpless and hopeless. They're attached to the giver of the universe. They're attached to the lover of the universe. They're attached to you. So you're for them. So nothing can be against them. So we just say thank you for that in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen.